Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 182. It is Thursday, August 13, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and the hits keep coming. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Very happy Thursday. Welcome to another episode of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be great. And if you're in a HIPAA-compliant business, please go to Facebook and or LinkedIn and type Get HIPAA Compliance into the search and join that group. All right, first up on threat post critical intel flaw afflicts several motherboards, server systems, compute modules. So we've seen the intel flaws over the years. Here's another one. Critical privilege escalation flaw affects several popular intel motherboard service systems and compute modules. Intel is warning of a rare critical severity vulnerability affecting several of its motherboard service systems and compute modules. The flaw could allow an unauthenticated remote attacker to achieve escalated privileges. It's being tracked as CVE 2020-8708, and there is a patch, but it ranks 9.6 out of a 10 on the CVSS scale, making it critical, meaning you better patch as soon as it's available to you. Dimitro Aluksuyuk, who discovered a flaw, told ThreatPost that it exists in the firmware of Emulex Pilot 3, the baseboard management controller, is a service processor that monitors the physical state of the computer, network server, or other hardware devices via specialized sensors. Emulex Pilot 3 is used by various motherboards, which aggregate all the server components into one system. Also impacted are various server operating systems and some Intel compute modules, which are electronic circuits packaged onto a circuit board that provide various functions. The critical flaw stems from improper authentication mechanisms, in these Intel products before version 1.59. In bypassing authentication, an attacker would be able to access the KVM console of the server. The KVM console can access the system consoles of the network device to monitor and control their functionality. The KVM console is like a remote desktop implemented in the baseboard management controller. It provides an access point to the display, keyboard, and mouse, or the key or the remote server. Look, look told threat post. The flaw is dangerous as it's remotely exploitable and attackers don't need to be authenticated to exploit it, though they need to be located in the same network segment as the vulnerable server, Alexiak told threat post. Exploit is quite simple and very reliable because it's a design flaw, Alexiak told threat post. Beyond this critical flaw, Intel also fixed bugs tied to 22 critical, high, medium, and low severity CVEs affecting its server board systems and compute modules. Other high severity flaws include a heap-based overflow that's exploitable as an authenticated user, incorrect execution assigned permissions in the file systems, and a buffer overflow in daemon, all three of which enable escalated privileges. So if you have Intel patches waiting for you, make sure you apply them. One, At least one of them can be re- exploited remotely. So Microsoft reveals new innocent ways Windows users can get hacked. This is on the Hacker News. Uh, Microsoft earlier today, which was yesterday, released its August 2020 batch of software security updates for all supported versions of its Windows operating systems and other products. This month's Patch Tuesday update 
addressed a total of 120 newly discovered software vulnerabilities, of which 17 are critical. We told you about two of the zero days yesterday, and the rest are important in severity. So here's, um, in a nutshell, your Windows computer can be hacked if you play a video file, thanks to flaws in Microsoft Media Foundation and Windows Codecs. Listen to audio, thanks to bugs affecting Windows Media Audio Codec. Browse a website, thanks to all the... Thanks to all-time buggy Internet Explorer. I'm not sure why anybody would be using Internet Explorer, but that was one of the zero days. Edit an HTML page thanks to an MS HTML engine flaw. Read a PDF thanks to loophole in Microsoft Edge PDF Reader. Again, why wouldn't you be using Adobe Reader? And receive an email message thanks to yet another bug in Microsoft Outlook. But all of those have been patched, um, so you should apply those patches. But... It's interesting because these are just common everyday tasks. Now, again, you shouldn't be using an Internet Explorer at all at this point. If you're insisting on using a Microsoft browser, you should be using Edge. But go to Firefox or Chrome or um, Brave is another good one. So, And use Adobe Reader, not Microsoft Edge PDF Reader. And why are you using MS? Why are you designing HTML with any Microsoft product? I don't know. There's just a lot of... Anyway, I <coughs> thought it was interesting, so I shared it. Um, on HackRead, sensitive data of cybersecurity firm and other businesses leaked online. In addition to cybersecurity firm, the 343 gigs worth of leaked data belongs to universities, an insurance firm, nonprofit, and public limited firms. If we could get a penny for every time we reported an unsecured server getting found, perhaps it would amount to vacation dollars. In another recent incident, security researchers named Noam Rotem and Ran Lokar from B VPN Mentor have reported an unsecured AWS S3 bucket containing over 5.5 million files and worth 343 gigs of data, which was found in December on December 20th of 2019, but they would they could disclose it now only due to responsible disclosure practices, meaning you can't just disclose it um, when you found it because you got to give people a chance to fix the problem. The main database allegedly belongs to a U.S.-based project management company called InMotion Now who has clients... I've heard of this. I've heard of this before, and I wonder if maybe we've talked about this already. But anyway, they have clients both in the states and France, placing the data of a number of companies at risk. The list includes the data of the following universities, including Kent State and Purdue, ISC2.org, a cybersecurity firm, Brotherhood Mutual, an insurance company, public limited companies such as Zag and Myriad Genetics, both listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange, Freedom Forum Institute, a nonprofit organization, and others. So yet another Amazon S3 bucket exposed. It said, did it say one bucket? Because that's a lot of data for one bucket. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's didn't, it doesn't say it's one bucket, but the way it's worded would make it seem like it's one bucket. So an, an unsecured AWS S3 bucket containing five over 5.5 million files. So you have an Amazon S3 bucket. And if you're not familiar with Amazon AWS S3 buckets, it's file storage, um, various degrees of storage. So depending on how often you plan to access it, you would have, you would set that up. But it's, it's, it, it warns you that the files are available to the public. And it warns you that, and it, I, I believe, it defaults to not public sharing 
I'm almost positive because I believe when I upload a podcast, not this podcast, but I upload another podcast, I have to change it to public. Uh, and then it warns you that th- that you're sharing it with the public. Um, so I, I, I just don't understand how this keeps happening. Um, for this to happen, this is, this is blatant um, disregard for security and uh, not knowing how to use AWS, which is... At this point, it's not that hard to find people that are qualified to use AWS, especially S3. S3 is one of the easiest products on AWS to use. So, uh, Moving along, Bleeping Computer, speaking of security firms, SANS, 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 S-A-N-S, InfoSec Training Org, suffers data breach after phishing attack. The SANS Cybersecurity Training Organization has suffered a data breach after one of their employees fell victim to a phishing attack. So apparently they're not training their people on phishing. No, I don't know. That doesn't mean they don't train their people. The SANS Institute is one of the largest organizations that offer information security training and security certifications to users worldwide. In a notification posted to their site today, Yesterday, SANS states that one of their employees fell for a phishing attack that allowed a threat actor to gain access to the email account. This compromise was discovered on August 6th as part of the review of the organization's email configuration. We have identified a single phishing email as the vector of attack. As a result of the email, a single employee's email account was impacted. Aside from the affected user, we currently believe that no other accounts or systems at SANS were compromised, states the SANS data incident notification. The threat actor then proceeded to configure a rule that forwarded all email received in this account to an unknown external email address installed a malicious Office 365 add-on. SANS has not provided much information about this add-on, but it likely is an Office 365 OAuth app used to gain persistence to the email account. This configured rule forwarded a total of 513 emails with some containing a total of approximately 28,000 records of personal information, PII, and of SANS members. This information does not include passwords or financial information such as credit cards, does include email addresses, full names, phone numbers, work title, company names, and physical addresses. So you can expect there to be some phishing emails to come from that, maybe around SANS as the subject. Uh, As a cybersecurity training organization, few entities are better equipped to perform the incident response into this compromise using their own personnel. As such, SANS states that their digital forensics instructions are headed up, it should be instructors, are heading up the investigation and are working to make sure no other systems are compromised and harden their existing systems and security. So uh, the problem I have with this is it's Office 365. There should have been MFA turned on. Um, So I don't know how this would have happened you know, being especially being a, a f- business that trains on cybersecurity, how do you not have MFA turned on, or did they figure a way around it? Um, but just because you do train phishing doesn't mean people won't fall for it. Remember that phishing attacks are usually emotion based, and it's it's not hard to trick people into being uh, reacting based on emotions. So 
All right, we do have some HIPAA breaches to go over. Owens Ear Center in Fort Worth, Texas, suffered a ransomware attack on May 28th in which patient information was encrypted. The computer systems that were encrypted contained patients' medical records, which included information such as names, addresses, dates of birth, health insurance information, health information, and social security numbers. Many ransomware attacks on healthcare organizations see healthcare data stolen before it's encrypted. These double extortion attacks require a ransom to be paid in order to decrypt the files and to prevent the sale of public of the stolen data. Owens Ear Center investigated the attack and found no evidence to indicate patient information was accessed or copied prior to file encryption and believes this was solely an attempt to extort money from practice and the attackers were not interested in patient data. I would say you're wrong. However, since unauthorized data access would could not be ruled out, all affected patients have been notified and out of the abundance of caution have been offered complimentary identity theft protection services steps have been taken to improve defenses against ransomware attacks. Uh, that, according to the HIPAA wall of shame, was, uh, is impacting 19,908 patients. Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh Foundation has been notified by one of its em- business associates that the protected health information of some of its patients has potentially been accessed by unauthorized individuals. Blackboard Inc., a provider of customer relationship management systems for nonprofit organizations, suffered a ransomware attack and a file containing limited patient data was accessed by the attacker. The incident occurred between February 7th and May 20th of this year, so they don't even know exactly when it happened. The file contained information such as patient names, addresses, birth dates, and other general demographic data. Blackboard paid the ransom and was able to recover its data. Blackboard does not believe any data was shared with third party. Uh, again, ransomware attack you can pretty much guarantee it was. Blackboard was able to quickly identify and correct a vulnerability that was exploited and security of its IT systems has been hardened, including making improvements to access management, network segmentation, and a deployment of additional endpoint and network-based platforms. Premier Healthcare Partners in Dayton, Ohio, has discovered an unauthorized individual has gained access to the email accounts of some of its employees and potentially viewed or obtained the protected health information of Certain patients of the Clinical Neuroscience Institute, Help Me Grow Brighter Futures, Samaritan Behavioral Health, Inc., and CompuNet Clinical Labs. Upon discovery of the breach, the accounts were immediately secured, and an investigation was launched to determine the nature of the scope of the breach. The breach was detected on June 8th, and it was confirmed on June 17th that email accounts, plural, had been accessed by an individual with no connection to Premier Health Partners, Healthcare Partners. A comprehensive review of the breached email accounts currently underway and affected patients will be notified if their PHI has been exposed when the review has been completed. At this stage, no evidence has been found to indicate PHI has been accessed, copied, or misused. So multiple accounts compromised through phishing. Um, Never a good sign when that happens. Uh, A former employee of Ashley County Medical Center has been discovered to have accessed the medical records of 722 patients without authorization. Ashley County Medical Center launched an investigation into the HIPAA violation and determined that the nurse had viewed limited patient data for reasons unrelated to the provision of care or treatment. Ashley County Medical Center does not believe any patient information was shared with a third party or accessed with a view to misusing the data. Patient information is believed to have been accessed out of curiosity. Ashley County Medical Center has sanctions policy in place covering unauthorized medical record access, and in line with that policy, the nurse was terminated for the HIPAA violation. 
Patient privacy is an extremely serious matter, and any failure to protect patient information will subject employees to disciplinary actions, said Philip Gilmore, Chief Executive Officer, ACMC. We are continuing to take steps to report the actions of this employee, notify any additional patients whose information was viewed, continuing to diligently monitor and protect patient information and provide additional education to our staff. And the protected health information of 1,237 patients of the Foundation Surgical Hospital of San Antonio, Texas, has been accidentally exposed over the Internet. On January 29th, so uh, more than six months ago, the hospital hosted a link on its website to a file that was supposed to show average hospital charges. However, the file linked via the website contained patient names, diagnosis codes, patient account numbers, procedure codes, or procedure dates, sorry, charges and amount paid, and whether the charges had been paid were due or not or had been written off. The incorrect document was reported to the hospital and the link was removed on May 27th. So it was up for uh, just about four months and uh, that's not really a good look. So you have a little mixed bag of everything, ransomware, phishing, um, insider breach and um, mistake, I guess. Um, so mixed bag of HIPAA breaches to report today. That is going to do it for the proactive IT cybersecurity daily for Thursday. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.